Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Boardcast News, episode for May 28th. I am joined by my two co-hosts, as always, Dan. Ladies. And Tiff. Hello. I didn't introduce myself. Three, two... Don't worry, I got another ladies in me. (laughs) Three, two... Uh, Okay. Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Boardcast News episode for May 28th, and I'm your host, Matt, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Dan. Ladies. And Tiff. Hello. All right, everyone, thank you all for joining us again. If you'd like to connect, be sure to look us up on Facebook at the League of Nonsensical Gamers, shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com, or join the conversation on our BGG Guild number 2077. But all that fun stuff aside, let's jump right into the news. Dan, take it away. Hello, this is me with the news. So this past week, the Spiel des Jahres, the Kenner Spiel des Jahres, and the Kinder Spiel des Jahres were all announced, the nominees for these awards. Um, and as you may have heard last episode, we did our predictions for these, and I'm happy to say we did pretty good. Uh, recommendations included, uh, we nailed five of the six, I believe, or four of the six, or five, I don't know. We did pretty damn well. But starting off with the spiel, um, two of these, I, I guessed myself, that was Machi Kuro and Colt Express. Um, and the third one is one that I don't think many of us here in the U.S. have any idea what it is. It is the aptly named The Game, something-something German subtitle. This is a game that I know when it was announced, everyone was like, what the hell is The Game? So I still don't know much about it. It's apparently a cooperative kind of Hanabi-style game where you're trying to rid yourself of all 90 to 100 cards in this deck by just playing numbers but that's that's all i know i don't know if you guys know any more about it but it doesn't look that interesting at all to me <laughs> we're gonna know soon i have a copy on the way oh geez i figured bam <laughs> I, I saw this pop up i had never seen this game before i hadn't really even heard of it and then all of a sudden twitter blew up and all kinds of people had this game and were playing it and raving about it so uh i guess we'll see what's up Tiff, you have to let us know. I will. Don't worry. I don't know. But it's hey. ugly as sin. I have... Ugh, ugh. It's just cards with numbers on it. I don't even see how it could be that ugly to you. Just numbers. Like, they're, the cards are like black and red and... Ugh. Is it too scary for you, Dan? I know you it's don't like pretty scary. damn spooky. Counting yeah. to 100 is scary enough. But, <laughs> I mean, come on. That's what it is. Now we got it. All right. So we know the three games that were nominated. So real quick... What's your pick? My pick? Yeah. Colt Express still. Colt Express. I would hope it's Colt Express because I don't know anything about the game and I don't think that Machi Koro should win. But hey, Patchwork made the nominee list, or the recommended list, rather. Yep. I was excited about so that. So did Looney Quest. Yeah. 
So um, the Kenner Spiel, which is one we didn't do so hot on. Um, actually, we got the recommendeds, but the um, the three here were Broom Service, Elysium, and Orleans, or Orleans. Personally, I think Broom Service is kind of lame, because that's just a kind of reimagining of, what is it called, Witch's Brew, which was nominated like four years ago. So I thought that was a little bit, eh questionable in my opinion elysium i've played that for four four times now and it, it's solid i don't personally think it's kennerspiel material but it's it's a solid game and orleans i love i think that one's deserving i don't know what you guys think but after one play of elysium i was thinking about this today it's it's like one step above splendor it's i it's a mashup I know, I guess of all comparable. of Asmodee's games did you not feel that well get that in terms of like appropriate for Kennerspiel, I didn't know if it would be more appropriate for Spiel, but given that Istanbul won last year, I'd say it's comparable to Istanbul in terms of depth and I think no, it's, complexity it's of heavier than making. Spiel, but I just think from a gameplay standpoint, I didn't like. I think Deus is better. Like, I agree. I think that Deus is more interesting. Um, hopefully, Orleone that would be my pick if I had to pick one of the three because I find that the most interesting. But I, I don't know. I didn't mind Elysium. I don't hate it. I just it's a solid game. It's just one of those that I'm like, eh. That's how I felt about Istanbul last year too, though. Like a good game. Rococo should have won. <laughs> Tiff, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I haven't played Elysium, so I can't really say. People seem to be enjoying that. For Broom Service, I'd never played Witch's Brew, so I don't really know much about it. It says in the Board Game Geek listing that it's been expanded and revised, so. Maybe it's different enough. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got to go with the one that I've played, which is Orleans. Yeah. And Voyages of Marco Polo isn't even out in the U.S., right? Not yet, no. No, but it's been out in Germany for like two or three months. Yeah, I mean, not that it would disqualify it or anything. I'm just saying I don't know anything about it. We haven't even been able to get our hands on it. I've been waiting. I almost bought it a couple weeks ago, but it comes out at uh, Origins. So I'm just going to grab it then. Well, how about you try to tell us what these Kinderspiel nominees are, because I know nothing about them. I don't either. Uh, the first one is Shots Robots. second one is Spinderella, and then there's Push a Monster. I'm sure Tiff knows something about one or two of these, if not all of them. You're wrong. Really? Well, I just... See, these are the ones I would have pictured you jumping on buying real quickly. Well, I will admit, the only reason I have a copy of the game coming is because my friend Chris Kopak is on top of this list and just ordered two copies because he knew I would want one. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Uh, I I didn't even pay attention to the nominees because I was still in the middle of crazy school town and that is now over. So now I'll get back on top. I'll know more about these next time. Is it a requirement for the Kinderspiel to have at least one German game that rhymes? They're just into that. It's a very common thing, it seems. I just so I vote for shots robots because I think I like saying that the most. Well, let's see shots like robots. Spinderella. It's about Captain Snaggletooth, and he wants to retire and hand over his veteranship, the Golden Flounder. What do kids know about retirement in Germany? <laughs> this is to help. They know them. a lot. <laughs> Captain Snaggletooth and his four hundred one k. It's an economic kid game. <laughs> They're always interesting, the German kids' games. There are just so many. It's hard to keep track of, and I don't really buy a lot of targeted at kids' games, even though I play with kids. Spinderella's about spiders. You, you're racing to get ants across a web, I presume, without getting attacked by spiders. Love it. Oh. Yeah. Winner. Sounds cool. Winner. Unique. <laughs> Last one is Push a Monster. 
I'm going to guess you push a monster. Yeah, I don't know. You exert force. The monsters have been let loose in the monster arena. So you're like... Hurting monsters? <laughs> you're you're battling monsters, I think. You're trying to get your monster, I think, onto an elevated platform. It has something to do with pushing monsters off of a platform. Sounds violent. It's dexterity. I think this is the one I find most interesting. I'm looking at pictures now. Well, we'll have to check them out. Oh, I figured it out. It's like one of those quarter arcade games. You're like putting the monster on this platform and it's pushing the so other it's like, monsters out. It's like via Appia. Right. Yeah. But the kids game. Probably better Ooh. as well. Yeah, I hope so. Well, we'll find out. The Kinderspiel is announced in uh, June. So June 8th, that one comes first. And then the Spiel and the Kennerspiel will be announced July 6th. So late for us, 4th of July weekend. All right, well, let's chat about some other games that uh, are coming out soon because the Origins preview is up. Up on BGG, there's a big graphic, which you can click on like a header, and that'll take you to a geek list, which is showcasing a bunch of the different games that we'll get to see during Origins Game Fair. They're not all going to be new releases. Um, Some of them have recently come out right before the show, Um, and then there's going to be a lot of demos for things that'll probably be showcased at Gen Con because that seems to be when everyone holds their their big releases until um but there's a couple things floating around that'll be interested dan i know there's at least one game that you're up for marco polo and tiff anything you're digging on um i'm probably gonna snatch a copy of dark moon from stronghold games i've been awaiting that for quite some time now yeah a couple cool things coming out from blue orange games including dragon run which is another cathala mashup um i'm interested in Seeing a couple of the Kickstarter games that have recently come out, like Stockpile and um, Stockpile some other is things. Uh, Bring Out Your Dead got picked up by Upper Deck, and we featured that before. I'd like to take a look at that. And I really want to get my hands on Abrica What, which I know Tiff already has, and I'm out of the no loop, and she doesn't care anymore. Yeah. But uh, I'm interested in it, so I think that'll be a big purchase for I'm me. I'm still playing that one, so that's a good sign. That's a good game. That is a good yeah. sign. I like it a lot. I'm glad to hear that. But yeah, so that's the Origins preview. Not terribly exciting, but some cool things. And obviously, if you're going to be at Origins Game Fair, please find us, hit us up. Um, I think we're involved in some kind of bingo where people have to find our faces. So I'm going incognito. Tiff's going to hide. <laughs> Tiff will be wearing big sunglasses and a hat. I have some hats. You'll never find me, people. She's really short, too. Don't help them. Besides, <laughs> if I take the glasses off and wear a hat, no one will find me. It's... It's my only two distinguishing marks, the hair and the glasses. So just look for Dan or Darn me it. and we'll point Tiff out to you because we're tall and stand out in a well, crowd. Then I guess I can't uh, hang out with you guys. Sorry. Um, <laughs> our next news story is that FFG has announced their world championship schedule. If you have any interest in FFG games, November 4th to the 8th at their headquarters in Minnesota, they're going to have the tournaments for all of their competitive LCGs and minis games like uh, Armada, Imperial Assault, Warhammer 40k, Netrunner, all that good stuff. Stuff that pretty much only I'm interested in and play on this podcast, but still cool. Tickets will go on sale June 15th, so you can look out for those. Um, Yes, in addition to airfare to get to Minnesota, you also have to buy your entry in. But uh, it's a chance to compete, and you get some cool swag immediately just for going, and you have the chance, if you win your event, to design a card or a piece for the game which is kind of cool. And the next news story that we have, I'll let Dan take back over. This is about Quinn Games and their game release announcements. Uh, the first one, which is of huge interest to me, is Carson City, the big box. 
So this is a revamped edition of the 2009 design um, from Xavier Georges. This will include the base game as well as the uh, two expansions that are currently out for it. The Golden Guns, which came out in 2012, and then the Horses and Heroes, which is coming out, I think this year already just came out. I'm not sure. Um, but Carson City being a game that I've tried to get a hold of for at least the last year, been out of print. It's really hard to find. Um, so this excites me. This is going to be on Kickstarter as well. So coming in June of this year. So if you have interest in this, keep a lookout for it. It's going to launch uh, Spiel of this year. So October. So yay, yay, yay. I love other. it. It's a good game. If you don't have it, it's probably worth checking out the big box. It's worker placement with cowboys. So I'm drawn to it. The next one up is Thomas Spitzer's Hashbullnecht. I can't. I don't speak foreign languages. That was a great very attempt. Well. That was pretty good. Was you should have just went with that. Hashbullnecht. I don't know. Uh, this is the third title in his Coal trilogy. So the first one being one of the few words I've seen with three F's consecutively in it: Rorschaft, seventeen sixty nine to eighteen ninety, and Colon Colony. Help us out, German listeners. Yeah. Cole, yeah, that those are just crazy titles. Ruffer, there's three F's. Who puts three F's back to back? Are you serious? I'm gonna go. The third F was a misprint. It's I'm just gonna go two. on a rant, and I'm I'm bringing in, rain it in, Dan. Anyways, rain it I'm in, back. Dan. Hey guys, um, so that's that one, and the third one they've announced is Xanadu. Um, this is not that amazing Olivia Newton-John movie from the 80s. This is a release from a Colombian publisher, Azahar Wagos. 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 <laughs> uh, my foreign language is on point today. This is a game due out again in October 2015, and this is the first title in their Masterprint Pocket series. Uh, Xanadu is a interactive card game. This is going to be for two to five players. And in this, players are going to be competing um, to earn money by selling uh, different buildings to Kublai Khan. So if that interests you, that's cool. You're going to be building and sabotaging and all kinds of good stuff. So if you watch The Voyages of Marco Polo on Netflix, maybe this is up your alley. Maybe Marco Polo had a copy of this in his pocket when he went there. Never know. Anyways, Xanadu. And if you haven't watched the movie, go watch it. It's great. It's a show, but you should watch it. It's a show? Isn't it a show? Isn't that what you're talking about, the show? Xanadu? I thought it was a movie. Oh, you're talking about Xanadu? Oh, I thought you were talking about Marco Polo still. Oh. I'm so confused. No, he's still talking. He's he's going back to his earlier comment ah, about a living. Right. No, Xanadu is like a romantic musical film. Like, yeah, you need it sounds to watch horrible. Both. You need Never going to watch, gonna both, watch that. No, seriously. If it's amazing. Yeah. Go watch a couple episodes of Marco Polo. Take a break. Watch Xanadu. Finish the season. Yep. It's trippy as all hell. So yeah, that is the three games that Quind has planned for Spiel release this year, which is kind of cool. That's all I have. And that's all of our news stories. Let's go ahead and shift into Kickstarter Spotlight. A lot of weird and fun and cool things out on Kickstarter right now, so we picked a couple of those. The first one up, because apparently we have a koala thing on this show, as Tiff described to me. They're evil. Uh, you guys don't like koalas? Carnivore koala. Yeah, 
this is this game showcases why you're incorrect about your love for koalas. Uh, it is called Car- Carnivore Koala, and it is up on Kickstarter right now. It'll be up there until June 12th. It is funded, and it'll run you about 30 bucks. This is hand management, card play, and a little bit of dice rolling. Uh, thematically, you are koalas, or you're using koalas to cook up mutant animals. Because it's post- and feed them. post-eucalyptic. I thought that was clever. Yes, the post-eucalyptic world and you are koalas and using your koalas to cook up weird mutant animals what the hell is this fish birds i yeah either way (laughs) you're trying to make meals for your king koala okay and also backstab your opponents in the process listen dan you don't get to judge you just recommended xanadu to all the listeners this is equally trippy i'm pretty sure this is bizarre there's a there's a goat shark what is a goat shark the project page is pretty fun. Um, it's like a narrative. It walks you through the page. You can read it as you go. Uh, it's kind of funny. The art style is super quirky and brightly colored and zany. It just, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to back it or that I'm all about it, but it caught my eye. It seems well made um, that they know kind of what they they want to do with this game. It's got a good sense of identity and it's well put together. I just, I don't know. And it's cheap. It's definitely something for if you like weird well, thematic I'm, off the I'm wall. I'm starting to wonder if there was mushrooms in my lunch. What is going on? Yeah, it kind of gives you that feeling like maybe you're tripping. Eh. I mean, the gameplay seems really simple. I wish they had an actual gameplay video, which they talk about in their FAQs, but still upsets me. Seems like a really simple game to make a gameplay video for, but... Yeah. In the middle of the page, it says, Gameplay, is it any good? You're expecting a cool video, huh? Well, we're not a movie company. We make games. So you're just going to have to trust us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I about do, all that. Which is a little disheartening. That means I don't but... trust them. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. you can't yeah. take the Kinda time has the to opposite make a, effect. You can take the time to make this sweet Kickstarter page. It's a really good page for sure. It says it says in the frequently asked questions that they're working on it, that the reason they don't have a gameplay video is they don't have all of the art on the cards ready to go. So they didn't want to give like an incomplete idea. They, I don't think they want to have their prototype on the video. And that's that's a reasonable thing. Yeah, well, then they should have waited to know. post their Kickstarter yeah, page. Well, I'm not in disagreement. Y'all have until June 12th if this interests you. <laughs> and we will move right along. Uh, the next one up is Bane, the tabletop card game. And I originally skipped over this as I was perusing through Kickstarter, but I came back to it because the cover image is, is kind of... It's well-made, like, dark, supernatural fantasy art. So I checked it out. It's a pretty simplistic game. I guess the details on the project right now, it stands at about 45 50% funding. Um, it'll be ending on June 11th, and this game will run you 28 bucks if you want to get it in your hands. It's basically like a simple rock-paper-scissors card play with a few extra elements to make it a little more interesting. Essentially, the theme of the game is there's a cosmic balance where humans hunt werewolves, werewolves hunt vampires, and vampires hunt humans. So these three styles of cards are in your hand. Each of those cards um, have a speed value on them, and that speed value basically determines, after you all play your cards to the center, determines who gets to go first, and whoever has the fastest speed gets to try to kill one of their opponent's cards via that rock, paper, scissors mechanic. 
Um, that sounds kind of boring, and I originally was like, eh, this isn't that exciting, but there's a couple extra elements where you can steal cards, you can interrupt, you can switch things around. They're not quite special powers or asymmetric powers, but they're interesting elements that switch the game around. Probably not for Dan or Tiff. I don't know. Tiff, are you down with this theme? This isn't really Dan's The bag. theme is fine. I like that theme. The, any any yeah. game that describes itself or someone can describe as a take on rock, paper, scissors, I cringe at, though. Yeah, and that's what I, I wasn't... It's not a great pitch. I watched all the videos and was a, was more interested in it by the end. But, yeah, it, it's not a great selling point to show. Right when I saw, like, the little diagram that's like, this points to this, and this points to this, and this beats that, I was like, uh, this is... You shouldn't be able to sum up your game in that little diagram. But I don't know. I think it's interesting. It seems very light. It's got a cool theme on it. The art's nice. You know, if this is kind of what you're into, it's cheap enough that I'd say it's worth a go if it interests you. But I don't know that I'm I'm wholly sold on it. I don't know. It. Light game, heavy, heavy theme. Strange, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we I roll guess. with it. Probably go the flip side of that with our next project, which I can't speak to other than that I really like the box image and that's about all I know. Motanai or Matanai, something like that. Uh, I'll leave this up to Dan or Tiff to talk about because I don't know too much about it. Well, I mean, I'm not so sure that I know that much about it other than like the big selling point seems to be that it's glory to Rome with a few, you know, streamlined things added to it. It's the spiritual successor to glory to Rome. So I think they're, they're trading a lot on, you know, the popularity of glory to Rome and also it's impossible to get. So this is a way to sort of get a glory to Rome like game. The theme is you're a worker in a Buddhist temple, so you're creating things to display and sell to the visitors. Other than that, I'm not really sure that I know much more than you. It's it's multi-use cards, right. you know. Apparently the gameplay looks pretty similar to Glory to Rome and it's cheap. 12 bucks for for the regular deck, 20 bucks gets you the expanded version. So I I don't know. Everyone seems very excited about this. This is a hot Kickstarter item right now. I think this is probably one of the biggest projects that's currently on Kickstarter. I just don't know too much about it. Yeah. I mean, I backed it just because I tend to like Carl Chuddock's designs, and, and I, I love yeah. the whole multi-use card thing, and the fact that this looks a lot like Glory to Rome makes me happy because it's something I want to be able to introduce to, say, my board game club at school, but I'm not going to put my black box edition in the hands of teenagers, so... <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah, so that's Motanai. It sounds like it's cool. You know, Carl Chuddock, it sounds like if you like that style of game, that it's such a low entry point. I don't really see any reason not to, to go for it if you like that style of game or if you trust the designer. Dan, are you backing it, Dan? Yep. Which Are you getting the mini version or the deluxe version? I'm currently at the mini because I don't mm. see myself playing this with four or five all that often. I might change my mind. It's only seven bucks more. Right. You get bigger player reference cards. Ooh. And since you're blind, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> it probably is. My eyes checked. All right. Well, you all have until June 4th for Motanai. And Tiff, how about you round us out with our last full feature before we do some quick mentions? This is Defenders of the Last Stand. I figured we should bring this up, but Defenders of the Last Stand is a Richard Lanius design. It's coming out from 8th Summit Games. Uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. It's funded. And it's essentially a reskin of Defenders of the Realm. It's a po post-apocalyptic wasteland sort of Mad Max-ish sort of thing going on. It has some differences for sure. I actually found myself 
watching the entire Undead Viking 45-minute-long explanation video accidentally watch the whole thing. That's how interested I am in that. <laughs> um, it seems to have a lot more actions available to the players than Defenders of the Last Stand, and it has mutations. More actions than Defenders of the Last Round? There's like 13 actions in that game. Or maybe they're just different. <laughs> I don't know. But it's a long list of actions if you look at the Kickstarter page. And you have like mutations that you can undergo, but if you undergo too many mutations, then you become a monstrosity and then you're dead essentially so i don't know if you're into that sort of thing it's definitely worthwhile it's coming with a lot of minis you got four different factions they all have minis to go along with them so i think it looks good i still haven't played defenders of the realm so i don't know where i, I fall like on this the art i think this art is better than defenders of the realm mm. i like larry elmore so Do i will you? disagree he's got a nostalgic Ugh. thing for me yeah i could see that for sure but I think the graphic design of Defenders of the Realm is not as good as this. And I don't think this art is that far off of, like, if Larry Elmore made Mad Max, this is what it would look like. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like the same game to me. Like, I don't I don't see enough difference for me to have both of them. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I probably agree with that. And they still support Defenders of the Realm heavily, so it's like... Do I, you know, that one still has life in it. I don't know. It just depends on who you're playing with. There are people that are going to gravitate towards fantasy and there are people that are going to gravitate more towards stuff like this. I think I could probably get this more played with I like the fantasy theme better. This one's a little too cheesy for me. This is cheesier than the fantasy theme? It, fantasy is supposed to be cheesy. Like post-apocalyptic to me is supposed to be like gritty and you know what I mean? Like this is like, looks like it's Go trying on. to be Borderlands, but not you know what i mean like i think it's mad max inspired yeah i'm sure it is um which mad max i don't know if you've seen the newest movie but there's some definite cheese going on there that i appreciate so i don't know i i can get into it i can understand why you would want to pass it up if you're not a diehard defenders of the realm richard lanius dice rolling well it's the person. the funny thing is it's on kickstarter at the same time that his new dragon expansion, the revamped dragon expansion for Defenders of the Realm is on Kickstarter. So it's like, do I pay 45 bucks to get that sweet expansion for the game that I already support? Or do I buy his whole new game? I don't, I don't think I have enough. You buy both, well, clearly. Clearly. I don't, yeah, I'm not spending $100 on Lawnius co-op games. Well, sounds like a personal problem. I, I think it looks good. And I think if you don't have Defenders of the Realm and this theme is more enticing... You should give it a chance because it seems very thematic in, in the 45 minute, minute video that I watched about it. Oh, that I'm fine you know, it's, with. It's kind of what Richard Lanius does best. I'm not trying to sell it to you, Dan. No, no, I'm no. I'm trying to sell I, it to our wise, wise listeners no, and I think who if you, probably love Lanius. I think if you don't have Defenders, sure, you know, give it a look. But I'm just trying to think like Defenders has such a following and so many people have this game and its expansions on their shelf. Like, why are you going to throw the same game at us again? Like, that just kind of annoys me i'm not annoyed that's cool I, but you, you like you, you know you have disposable income to buy all these games maybe some people don't they have to choose one i don't know i'm a teacher just throwing that out there I, 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 I don't have that much you make it sound like i'm rolling in the i'm like scrooge mcduck over here wait then what's that pile of gold coins behind you in damn the it 
video chat. Thought I had those hidden. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I've had Defenders of the Realm probably one of the longest games that or the oldest games that I've had. So, you know, if you've played Defenders of the Realm long enough and you like it, but you want something else. No, that's fair. I'm not huge on co-ops to begin with. So it's one of those. I could see people buying it. I just, it didn't appeal to me. Oh, I could see a lot of people buying it since it's funded overfunded i'm sure it is there's those those groupies that like <laughs> his games. you call me a groupie dan i can see 589 people and see, for yeah. me that's not that much actually i was actually expecting this one to blow up more than that well then it's good that it didn't because then it's going in the direction that no you think it's it not should. that i'm just i'm actually surprised to hear it's that low yeah well we didn't talk about the pledges at all 65 dollars gets you the game 81 dollars gets you the game plus fancy custom dice they are nice dice yeah. And uh, you have until June 8th to debate heavily over whether or not you need another one of these on your shelf. I have it starred, Tiff, so maybe I'm in the boat with you. I'm not sure. Join us. Join us. Welcome to Launiusville. There's a great video of Richard talking about the game. If, if you haven't gotten the full Richard Launius treatment, if you've only heard Dan's terrible impressions, Whatever. scroll down a little bit and hear from the man himself. Scroll hey, y'all, this is Richard Launius here. I just suckered you into buying the same game that I made five years ago. Uh, it's just got some funny looking little steam on it now. Hey, Tiff, love you. <sighs> I hope Richard, I hope you like battle at Origins. I think he could take you. He would. Let's have Thunderdome at Origin. Stan versus Lanius. Do I need a pre-reg for that or can I use generic? <laughs> the thing is he would probably try to fight me by rolling dice. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you fight him? By flipping cards? Bam. Ooh. No, I don't fight. By pulling cubes out of the bag. <laughs> I'm a lover. Not a fighter. You, a you try to hug fighter. it out. That's I would cute. hug it out with him. I like the guy. Oh my. He gives good hugs. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't impersonate him if I didn't like him. <laughs> In the vein of buying the same game over again, uh, a quick mention that the Shogun Big Box, Queen Games' staple of repackaging their games with all the expansions into a ginormous box that won't fit on your shelf, is up on Kickstarter. It is funded. It'll be ending on June 3rd. That can be in your hands for 82 bucks if you go if you get one of the early bird pledges, or 90 bucks overall. Unfortunately, this time they are not forcing you to also buy another game or giving away copies of Edo or Edo or whichever one it was. So that's Shogun Big Box. Additionally, The Dwarves, The Saga is on Kickstarter right now. I picked this because one, it's based off a popular series of fantasy novels, and two, there aren't enough games that showcase just dwarves being awesome because dwarves are a cool part of the fantasy world that just don't get enough appreciation. That is game up on Kickstarter right now. The project will be ending on June 14th. Matt, I'm so sick of you pushing your dwarven agenda on the show. It's not cool. If they had a game about dwarves riding motorcycles through a post-eucalyptic wasteland, <laughs> man. Sounds good. I'd make so much money off that project. And we're going to round it out with a shout out to our recent guest, Matt Wolf, because his project Wombat Rescue is still up. This will be ending on June 15th, and it is funded, so you're getting your game, and now we are making our way towards those awesome stretch goals like fancy dingo tokens and extra components for a fifth player. Uh, 39 bucks gets that game in your hand. Well, probably gets that game in your hands. $39 gets $39 in Eagle Griffin's hands, <laughs> and that's about all I can promise you. <laughs> um, can we tangent back for one quick second? I need to oh, ask God. Tiff this. Why is the game called Defenders of the Last Stand if Last Stand is the place? It, it works both ways, Dan. It's, I don't get it. I'm just okay. curious why, it's, why isn't it called Defenders of Last Stand? 
You have developed a fixation, no, I was just sir, looking at it. and you need I'm to let it curious, go. Well, because it sounds like Defenders of the Realm, so that'll bring in the Defenders of the Realm people. It is indeed a last stand, so therefore you could say the last stand. Yeah, but last stand is And the place. it just so happens that the place name is also last stand. It totally works, Dan. Yeah. You're off your rocker. Yeah. Post a lot apocalyptic grammar being used here. It's grammatically correct. They They're capitalize it. Written. It's a place. <laughs> so that's the all end right, of the show so, yeah that is kickstarter spotlight and news everyone thank you all for joining us uh before this gets heated and heat? i'm just curious virtual punches i'm backing for two copies and i'm sending one to you <laughs> that's cool and i'm making you play it. i'll trade you your takaida yeah, big okay. box for the defenders of the last stand not a chance <laughs> <laughs> all right so if you want to reach out to us and perpetuate this disagreement right now you can find us on facebook at the league of nonsensical gamers you can shoot us an email at podcast at nonsensicalgamers.com you can find us on our bgg guild number 2077 or you can talk to us directly on twitter dan if people want to find you at league nonsense or at scandalous underscore nad wow he sounds so enthused to talk to y'all tiff you can find me. Tiff, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter as at ineptgamer. And I'm very excited to talk to everybody. And I am at cinnamon buns, and I am so lonely if one person talks to me. That's because no one can spell your damn name phonetically. It's in the show notes, and the regular way was stolen. I'm sorry. I need to find them and hunt them down and change my handle. That is our show. Please join us next week for episode 23, where... We will be giving you all kinds of fun content to listen to during your drive to Origins. Toodles. Bye. Bye.